Hi, I'm Laura. Hey, I'm Stefan, and you're listening to Attributed, a podcast library by Dream Data. The purpose of it is to store and share all the knowledge that we have gathered across Dream Data employees through our LinkedIn Lives, podcasts, and webinars. The typical topics you'll find here can be stuff like marketing, sales, B2B ads, operations, social selling, maybe. I'm super excited today to, to welcome uh, Robin, who's the VP of Revenue Marketing, as I recall it, <laughs> at, uh, at G2. And uh, I think if you've been following us people at, uh, at Dream Data, it's, it's quite clear that we're pretty big uh, G2 fans. Um, I think we've dipped our, toe, our toes in, uh, in different tactics, uh, how to use G2 and the data that uh, G2 provides. Uh, some has worked, some ha has not worked. Uh, and I'm going to share my failures with Robin here today, and she can maybe consult me with uh, what went wrong in, in this case. But it's basically just thought of as a very practical session about how marketers can, can act on uh, G2 data and the intent data uh, provided. But before all of this, Robin, maybe you can just explain people a little bit about your background and what you're doing uh, today at, uh, at G2. Yeah. Thanks, Stefan. I'm Robin. Thank you so much for inviting me to chat. Uh, I'm the VP of Revenue Marketing at G2, like you mentioned. I'm based in Brooklyn, New York with my husband and two little kids who are kind of rad. And yeah, I guess I joined G2 as a big fan and power user, kind of like you are at Dream Data. Yeah. I really, you know, I really worked that every every piece of G2 that I could in my in my last role with a SaaS company called Better Cloud. So yeah, I joined not really looking for a job, but because it was G2 and I was such a fan and I really believe in all of G2's marketing solutions. So I joined and I'm leading the team that has responsibility for demand generation, digital marketing operations and analytics and pretty much, you know, all the levers that we have to kind of generate quality pipeline and revenue for the business, not not only for new business, but for expansion as well. And, um, you know, it's funny because I, having joined as someone very familiar with G2, I kind of assumed that all B2B like tech marketers know about G2 and buyer yeah. intent. But um, now that I'm here and I've been here for about a year and 10 months or something, I, I'm learning that most people still really do think of G2 as a review platform where you come and you list your product or your service and yeah. um, start generating reviews. But really, it's um, the kind of buyer intent that can be so powerful in helping you um, really move the needle as far as some of your demand strategy goes. Yeah. And um, but maybe, Robin, maybe you can just go a little bit deeper into kind of this distinction between uh, just for people to really understand what's the difference. I think I also initially, we just started collecting reviews on G2 uh, because it makes sense to build social proof from happy customers. And it was only later that we started thinking about, should we actually try to look at what it is <laughs> that they sell? So maybe you can describe what is actually the product uh, to say that you can, you can buy from G2 besides the, the review platform. Yeah, maybe I'll take a step back and explain kind of my own experience as a customer previously. I joined a company called Better Cloud, uh, running their growth marketing team, and I remember the one of the first things I did was I Googled, you know, SaaS management platforms, things that were in our space, just to see what comes up. And I, 
the first organic search result that came up was the G2 category page for SaaS management mm. operations, platforms, right. whatever. And so I was like, whoa. So I clicked through and I landed on the category page and I could see some of our competitors were looking pretty good. We were not looking that great. It looked yeah. like our profile hadn't been updated in a long time. It was just kind of sad. So um, the first thing I did was I got access to our page on G2. I started updating the, the messaging, the screenshots, yeah. and then um, started talking with uh, the folks at G2. And they were like, why don't you just try to get some review you know, campaigns off the ground? We can help you. So we started to become more intentional about that. And then as we improved our kind of position in the category with a lot of happy user reviews and things like that, and just really kind of upgrading our banner to have like a explainer video and custom calls to action and uploading our own mm -hmm. content because we were creating a ton of content. But it was like, why isn't it being updated on our G2 page, which is in yeah. some ways like probably getting more traffic than our website. So that was kind of the light bulb moment for me that I really started to see G2 as a, as a channel and almost in a way better than our website because our users were speaking for us and you know we could upload content and all kinds of things. So from there, I was poking around in the in the back end, my.g2.com. So anyone on this yeah. on this session that has admin access to their G2 page can log in and you can see the integration hub. Yeah. And that's where I started to become very curious. Like, wait a minute, we already use Marketo. What's this? We already use Salesforce, we already use Slack at that Uber flip, these types of tools. And so I became really curious about what are these integrations and what could I be doing with them? And that's when I learned about buyer intent, which, you know, at the highest level is G2 can show you the companies that are looking at your category on G2 or looking yeah. at your profile page or comparing you to your competitors, which is huge. And then you can take that data and power, you know, like Marketo lead scoring, for example, um, mm. sales lofter outreach, you know, um, cadences from your BDR team. You can build dashboards in Salesforce, although I'm curious about what you could build in Dream Data um, <laughs> also, but just such rich integrations that, and, you know, what is intent data? It's the signals that help us understand who's in market for a solution like the one that we're you know, selling. So it's like, these are my best bets. These are people that I want to reach. Um, LinkedIn matched audiences. We were already spending a bunch of money on LinkedIn advertising. Now we could, you know, automatically retarget everyone who had been looking at us on G2 or being in our category. So it was really, really huge. It was like the, the light bulb moment. It was a big light bulb uh, for sure. And it's, it's, it's extremely interesting. G2, when does it appear in the buyer's journey? I don't know if you guys have data on it or in your opinion. Yeah. When yeah. is it well, when they start making a list of vendors or is it when they have to choose between two or three vendors or when is it that people look at, uh, at G2? So because we are G2 and we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of yeah. products yeah. listed on G2 and services, and um, because we have thousands of categories, you can imagine the amount of data that we have. It's pretty insane. And we do yeah, see yeah. over six and a half million visits to G2 per month worldwide. That's 
per month, not per year. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. So we do have tons of data, but I like to remind people that we're also just kind of humans. And if you think about your own journey where you start like, man, we need a better, you know, attribution solution, or I think we're ready to upgrade from HubSpot to something else or whatever it is. If you're in IT or you're in HR looking for recruitment software, the journey usually starts with Google. Um, you start yeah. poking around and because G2 has so much uh, SEO power and we rank so high, it's often those category pages that that are getting a ton of traffic. And then once someone is in the category page, of course, they're going to start comparing like, you know, Monday to Asana, to Trello, to Rike, mm, um, yeah. and reading reviews. So it's usually pretty early on in the buyer's journey. And that's why we recommend for people that are using our intent data, if it's a category view, why don't you consider serving something a little more top of funnel? If, if you've turned on the LinkedIn integration, for example, try serving something that's a bit more educational thought leadership on the category. Mm. If it's um, someone comparing you to your competitors, like if I work on the Asana team and someone's comparing me to Monday, I would yeah. definitely want to lean in and run some ads and some campaigns that are, you know, why why Asana? You know, how, how do yeah. we beat Monday Trello and Reich, for example? And if it's someone looking at our page, then it's also kind of middle of the funnel. At Better Cloud, we would often serve kind of funny, like it's been a minute since you checked us out on G2, and we would yeah. bring them to a landing page that had educational content, but also demo requests. So we would um, generate a lot of demo requests that way. Oh, super nice. And they actually I just remember like whenever I talk to startups nowadays about how to start with marketing, I always advise people to like start with the people who are in market right now and make sure you cover that. And for me, that there, there's kind of three things you can do if you're software. There's the search ads and then there's the SEO results. Mm. Then there's app marketplaces, so HubSpot's marketplace or other places. And then the last thing is just review platforms and, and particularly G2. Those things you just need to turn on because they're, that's where you at least can catch the people who are in market right now. And then you can worry about demand creation, demand generation later on. But make sure you appear where, where people are actively <laughs> trying to find a, a vendor. Yeah, I love that. That is really like checklist of things you should just be doing automatically. And um, I think a lot of people don't know this, but G2 reviews are actually syndicated on the AWS marketplace. So if you're looking at software on the AWS marketplace and you see all the reviews, those are, those are powered and syndicated by G2. I didn't know that actually. Um, so, so there's this bucket of intent data. And now, because I know there's a little bit difference and you just mentioned it, Maybe you can just mention the different types of intent signals uh, that there is. There is the, you can be viewed on a category level. You have your own uh, page, so if people visit that one. And then there's, a, if you are compared with other vendors, then there's one that is called, uh, you appeared in sponsored content or something like that. Is there, an, is, yeah. am I missing any one there, Robin? No, no, I think, I think that's it. It's category views. So like I explained when I was at Better Cloud, when I did my own Google search for SaaS yeah. management platforms and the uh, G2 category showed up first in search results, 
I clicked through, landed on the category page, and that's where all the solutions are listed. So if you do have a product on G2, you know, and you're now thinking to yourself, hmm, I wonder if somebody has updated it in a while, or maybe we don't have one. The first thing to do is just add your product or service. It's go to g2.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and there you'll see something that says add a product or service. And what happens is our research team will get that and make sure that it's valid and then think about how to categorize the product or the service and then publish. So that's the first thing to do. If you're already on there, awesome. Then just, you know, make sure that things are looking good, categorized properly because those category views get so much organic traffic. Um, And then it's your And then to answer your question, then it's views of your own page. So someone landed on Dream Data's profile on G2, you can get those signals. Or someone's comparing you to who's in your category, Stefan? Visible? Yeah, that would be visible, for example. Visible, Uh, okay. Yeah. What used to be visible. What used to be, yeah. Now part of Marketo, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if I'm Dream Data and I know you're you're great at this, I would Mm. I would want to be grabbing all that intent and aggressively going after people that are looking at the category, looking at visible. I think for some smaller companies and companies that are a little earlier in their journey, some people think, well, all I care about is my profile. That's all I I, I only care about profile views. And it, I'm always like, no, dude, it's like the, the category, <laughs> you know, don't you want to market to people that are looking at the category? Don't you want yeah. to especially look at people that are comparing you to your competitors? If you focus on nothing else for like, let's say six to nine months to a year and you say, you know, I really, again, using the Asana example, I really want to take down Monday and Trello, you could definitely power that campaign with G2 intent data and probably crush it. Yeah, I think there's also a good point in what you you said a little bit before was that the different signals, you should think about the tactical, where do you go from here? Because looking at the category is not as close to, or as not as considering you as somebody who's looking at your profile. So messaging and creatives need to to be considered related to what is, is it that we know that the buyer did? Yeah, I think that's really important. And that's, you know, talk about our jobs as art and science. There's the (laughs) art, just being a marketer and thinking about, you know, what would cut through the noise? What would resonate with me as a human being? And then do your best work. And if you don't have a, you know, ton of resources and a big design team, go get Canva, go get Unbounce and create some amazing looking landing pages that it's like cheap and cheerful And you can really become very intentional and and curated about the type of offers and messaging that you're you're putting in front of people that are looking at the category as opposed to comparing you to, you know, Visible or Monday or or Trello. Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) I just recalled uh, another uh, way I'm using, uh, we're using D2 right now is that I'm using, I can show it on my screen just in a second, but we're using it as a retargeting. So if people have been on the Dream Data website and then they go to LinkedIn, I run a conversation ad where I say, would you actually want a demo of Dream Data? Yes. And if they say no, I say that's just fine. But if you have the slightest interest in what we do, then I point them towards our G2 page 
because I know if they, they go to our G2 page, then we'll build some social proof and we'll have more intent data to, to work with. So the salespeople can see that these people are actually uh, paying attention. To the whole hmm, that's a great idea. Uh, I love that. And because also like the G2 batch is also pretty well-known thing. So, so it's sent from, from Laura, from our team here. So it says, thanks for visiting our team. I dream that we work with B2B SaaS companies like company name. And then if you write yes, you can get prompt a, a, a demo form. If you write no, it says here, it's totally okay. If you're just a bit curious about what you, we do, you can just go and take a look at our G2 reviews. And then if you click that, you go to the G2 page, we build some social proof, and then people know, and we know that the person actually went onwards to uh, to look at the, the G2 page. So there's, you know, Brilliant. there's a million ways you can use this, but <laughs> this was one of the ones that I, I feel worked out well. Uh, I wanted the one mm -hmm. I just explained to you before we went live that doesn't seem to work as of now is that I took the category page views and then ran mm -hmm. similar style conversation ads towards. I think the problem with this is that I don't know specifically who from the company was on the G2 uh, category. So writing a personal right. note to that person, yeah. the likelihood of me hitting the it right curve is not big mm -hmm. enough. So inspired from what you, you just said before, maybe I should go softer and more top of funnel with just videos, images, et cetera, to, to retarget that intent. Yeah, I think that would be a great play. It's true. The intent data is at the account or the company level, not at the individual level. So in this case with category, yeah, I would, if you do want to go the uh, conversation ads, which I think is a really cool idea, it's probably best to soften that message. And, and you know, we, we have workarounds like, you know, someone on your team or, you know, seems like there could be interest in, in an attribution platform. Yeah. You know, sometimes we can be pretty cheeky and funny about it because we are using our own intent. So we'll actually lean in and be like our own intent data to know that, you know, you folks appear to be in market for something like this and have some fun with it. But I yeah, think it's an opportunity uh, if you don't do it the automated way, there's actually oh, another workaround is that you can actually see the location of the intent as well. So you can, if you can find the company and the, the person on LinkedIn that is in the city where the intent was expressed and they have the mm -hmm. right title as well. Then yeah. you can just manually, I've, we've sent several just G2 well, screenshots saying, yeah. was this you or, or something like that? Yeah, that's funny. That That's funny. I mean, I would like to see how how that works that could i think that could either go horribly wrong or it could be yeah. really cool. kinda, <laughs> i think the, the, the verdict is, it's still um, the verdict is still out what are kind of some of the i don't know if you can call them classic uh, best practices or some of the things that you guys have been doing that has worked well when you've been uh, acting on this uh, this intent data yeah i'd say we have a product called G2 Track that is actually not really targeted to marketers. We're targeting an IT and finance audience. And we've been using our own intent data to, you know, really retarget people that are in market for a solution like G2 Track. We have a Slack integration turned on for our buyer intent. This is like one of my favorite integrations for anyone using Slack. And then we invited, there's 21 people in this channel and they're a lot of our BDRs and SDRs and sales. 
And you can see this is a fire and 10 signal from Waterston's. I think, is this a bookshop, a chain of bookstores in England, I think? <laughs> and so if you click the page G2, you actually come to, this is now my G2 experience. You can see that here's the buyer activity. This is when it was, this is what they looked at. And you can also see like in here, I have Cognizant powered. This shows me recommended people to reach out to at Waterstons and I have it yeah. set up. So we're looking at our IT people, their IT people, their purchasing people, because that's our target audience for track. And then I can even yeah. see their stack data. So I can see what they already have, you know, what they're using. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because yeah. you asked what are some tactics and kind of strategies that are working for us as we yeah. really start to market and go to market with G2 Track. This channel, this Slack channel that our BDRs are in, they can immediately action and go after the people at the particular account with really targeted messaging based on their stack data, based on all kinds of things and get them to a demo. And yeah. we've only been doing this for about a month now, maybe a month and a half. And we're already seeing that buyer intent is our second most powerful, like pipe generating channel for G2 so track. Nice. So I love it because you can see the intent signals coming in in real time. And then I often like will tag, you know, Troy, who's yeah. the head of the, the, uh, BDR to be like, did you see this? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I do the it's, same thing. It's things. also great. Yeah, right. And and it works. I mean, is it really like the way that we operationalize in scale? Like, no, it's it's not the the Slack integration. I love it because of the immediacy and because it's where people actually collaborate. Like, you know, they're not now forced to go look in some widget in Salesforce that you know, it's not realistic to think salespeople will ever use. So it's kind of where people are already collaborating and they can action quickly while we're also retargeting these accounts with ads on LinkedIn. And then we use Rollworks for display. So we are providing air cover in that sense also. I think I'll go straight after this to, to build the uh, that Slack integration as well. Uh, we've set it oh, up yeah. now that when, it. whenever whenever a review comes in, we feed it directly in so all employees uh, can see it as well. But I, I can definitely see it making sense for the uh, the salespeople actually to see it like almost real time that I guess you can manipulate what it pushes them based on how it, whether it looks yeah. like your ideal customers as well. Yeah. So when you set up the Slack integration, which you should do immediately, yeah. <laughs> um, beware. Everybody. It's addicting. Once it's on, yeah. it's addicting. But, you know, on the G2 side, when you set up the integration, you can upload a list of your target accounts so yeah. that you can only receive signals for your target accounts. Yeah. You can do by region, you can do by company size. So I personally like to just pull it all in and go big at first, and then I'll tailor it back like or I'll set up separate slack channels for like EMEA versus APAC versus yeah. North America mm. and so you you do have that flexibility and then if it's if you're doing ABM you can target a account list that you upload into 
into the G2 Slack integration when you turn it on. That makes sense. Is it actually the buyers of G2? Is that mainly marketers or is it sales teams? Uh, because it, it, you know, it clearly appeals to, to both parties, but I don't know if there's one or the other that is more the typical user. It's typically marketing, but we have an integration with Zoom Info Sales OS, which is a place where salespeople live and LinkedIn Sales Navigator, where salespeople live. So I feel like it's often marketing teams that might be buying buyer intent and assessing buyer intent, but then the savviest ones will power their sales team um, through LinkedIn Sales Navigator, through Zoom Info Sales OS through Cognizum, which you saw in yeah. the, in my Slack instance, yeah. which is really powerful for EMEA. So, you know, sales savvy sales folks that are looking to prospect, you know, into accounts where there's G2 intent showing will win, no doubt. Yeah. And then we're also using it even for existing customer accounts. So our CSMs and RMs will use it because if you're seeing one of your customers is comparing you to some of your competitors, that could be a signal of churn. Yeah. The- so we use it in that case also. Yeah, that makes sense. What are some, some of the other marketing tactics that you can uh, go try based on these things? I'd say if, you, if you're on G2, you know, but you're not using buyer intent and you're interested, um, go check it out. We can always give folks like a kind of a preview or a a sneak peek at their last 30 to 60 days of intent data. That's a nice way to go. If you're already using buyer intent and you have Slack and you haven't turned on the Slack integration, do it immediately (laughs) and have fun with that. And then if you have some of your paid media spend going to LinkedIn you know, that's a no brainer. You should be uh, retargeting, you know, in market accounts with your LinkedIn ad campaigns. If you're using display through, you know, we also have integrations with demand base and six cents yeah. and, and metadata. So if you, if you're powering, you know, ad campaigns through those platforms, you can also push G2 intent into those platforms also. Yeah. So I would say just uh, poke around get educated. If you come to the hub for where all this lives on G2 is called sell.g2.com. It's a little weird because I think most people just come to g2.com. Yeah. But all the marketing solutions are on sell.g2.com. Okay. And you'll see our partner hub and you can see all the integrations and read more. You can request a demo. But the ones, you know, I, I always tell people like, if your product's not on G2, get it on, number yeah. one. Number two, if <laughs> it is, odd, yeah. make sure it's looking good, that you're, you know, that you're using custom calls to action on your profile page, you're doing something cool with your banner, that you're really standing out from your competitors because you can be sure there's a lot of traffic coming to the category. Yeah. Could we take and a look at the... I'm oh, sorry to interrupt, Robin. At the, could we take a look at a, a, one of the vendors that you think, think have done a really well job on uh, on their G2 profile? Well, uh, shout out to my to my prior team at Better Cloud. I think they look really good on on G2. Yeah, I think they're yeah. doing a great job. Let me. I'll, I'll um, go find them here. Better Cloud. I like Greenhouse. I think they're a recruitment software platform. I think they do a really nice job. I love I love them. Oh shit, I have a lot of reviews. 
Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's they're... the one I hadn't seen before. That's cute. Mm -hmm. And some people, people who use Chili Piper are also using our integration. And this is not a buyer intent integration. This is available if you have our essential package. And if you're using Chili Piper, you can add Chili Piper to your profile page. So folks can book a meeting directly with um, whoever you set up, however you set up your routing in Chili Piper from your G2 profile, which is really kind of powerful and cool. So where it says get started, that could be a book a meeting yeah. call to action. And that can be powered by uh, Chili Piper. And then if you scroll down, like you'll see, they have uploaded so many oh, videos yeah. and pieces of content that are gated. So you can use mm. this for, for lead gen also. Yeah. And HubSpot, HubSpot is another great example. They use G2 really, really well. And I think they're even using G2 deals. So I could be wrong, but if you come to the HubSpot page, um, they're offering a, uh, a deal. So um, if you look at their <laughs> pricing, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it blow your mind? Have to compete against. So they have, yeah, oh, there's claim offer here. Yeah, I see. Yes. So they're using G2 deals. So you can get an offer on HubSpot directly. Um, that's a really cool thing that we do. Yeah, I didn't know that actually. And one thing I forgot to mention, Stefan, yeah. is we just released a buyer intent signal for the pricing page. So you see how HubSpot has pricing. Yeah. So. Oh, that's a strong signal. If they're yeah. using if they're using our buyer intent, which they are, they'll probably receive a signal that someone just looked at their pricing page. Yeah, and that's a really strong signal. And when when people are reading reviews and also pricing. Yeah. Robin, is there anything else people should know about how to, to use uh, G2 that you think we haven't uh, touched upon yet? I'd say think about it as a channel. You know, it really is powerful whether you're a customer marketer, a product marketer, a demand gen marketer. Sometimes it does take, you know, to be really successful with G2, you might want to just get a few key stakeholders aligned at your company and say, yeah. this is it. This is the year we, you know, really nail G2 and start standing out against our competition and telling a, a great story and using it as an extension of our website. So I would do that. And then I would say, just have fun with it. I mean, you know, think about your messaging, think about how you stand out and create kind of a virtuous cycle of engagement using your own user reviews and the voice of your customer you know, putting like cool content up and it yeah. doesn't have to be fancy. I mean, you've seen my, my sort of lo-fi videos that I just do yeah. in Canva, you know, do the things, you know, market, market, like it's your own business and, and G2 um, can be a really powerful part of that story. It's a, the way to start getting reviews is talking to your customers, writing to your customers, ask them if they want to give you a review of your product. Uh, and you probably already have that email list uh, lying around somewhere, or maybe you even have them on Slack. So it's mm -hmm. just uh, start reaching out to, to build some uh, some volumes. If you're lucky, you're not competing against HubSpot with uh, <laughs> 10,000 reviews. Probably, hopefully, you're in a category that is easier to, to compete in. But if you're not, you know, have fun with that too. Like retarget the, the companies that are comparing you to 
the the ones that feel like your closest competitors in your category. And if it's HubSpot, why not try an ad that says, okay, we're not HubSpot, but there's every reason, you know, why we're right for you. You know, I mean, think about things like that. There are some very crowded categories and it's hard, but if you're smart about how you retarget the people that are in market and you use, you know, really fun, creative and messaging, you will move the needle. And as far as reviews, it's like you just said, ask, talk to your customers, put it in your monthly customer newsletter. G2 can help you. If you don't have a five-star rating, don't sweat it. Sometimes the ones that aren't look actually more authentic. And if someone says something that they don't like about your product, take the opportunity to respond on your G2 page and show that you're open and responsive. And that's a good look. You know, that's an honorable thing to do. Is that kind of best practice to reply to reviews? Uh, that's actually yeah, something you know, we, yeah. haven't, we haven't done that uh, that much. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do yeah. it. Um, okay. And, and do it with, you know, kindness and authenticity and, and helpfulness, you know, like, Let's figure out how to get you uh, an experience that's more in line with what you hoped for. You know, does it uh, impact your rank on the category whether you review or not? I don't know if you're allowed to disclose this even. What's that? Sorry. If you, if you reply the reviews on um, on your G two, does that impact? Um, no. Mm -mm. ranking no 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 that that doesn't really uh impact how you rank at all it just makes you kind of look like a better okay yeah no i just wanted to double check that (laughs) yeah i just want to show one last thing so if you're a a dream data customer you can actually extract your uh, g2 data and put into the the customer journeys uh, that you already have inside of dream data so i just went to our demo account here so so you can get an API key from uh, G2 where you can extract the, the data uh, that you have in G2 and put into your customer journeys. So here's a map of, uh, of somebody starting, the, this account started directly, somebody had a meeting, somebody had more meetings, somebody searched on Google, but then the G2 sessions is then plotted into the rest of the timeline. And what we actually typically see is that these sessions, uh, you can see that the session actually starts on G2 before it moves into the customer's uh, websites. So it's quite oh, clear yeah. that there's, there's like vendor research. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Right if we don't have a case study with you guys, we should we should get one. So when we were, this was like last year, we were checking out whether we should, you know, is it worth paying for G2? And we could actually see that the intent signals were the four, first touch of uh, of four deals. So these these deals that I have marked out here were, was not really present. We didn't know that they started from G2 before we had access to the data. And then it typically looks something like this. They look at alternatives or G2 categories before they, these sessions over here are actually, there are sessions on the website. And this pattern kind of repeats amongst those deals that... It starts with some category and then some time goes by and then they show up at the doorstep later on. Later on. I love that. It's so clean and uncomplicated and really tells a story that I think sometimes marketers struggle with, right? Even in 2023, with all this sophisticated tech that we have, we still struggle yeah. to tie things together. Even G2, I mean, I'll just say that we're on Visible. I, I am yeah. loving what I'm seeing on, uh. on Dream. <laughs> 
interesting data, and I would I would love to continue no, the conversation, yeah. Stefan. But it it is it's difficult to put it all together and tell that story, especially in a in a world where I know in our case we're seeing more and more like just direct, you know, and it, it's unclear where things are coming from, and you yeah. know the evolution of cookies is changing all that and. I think yes. that's really interesting. But that's a good thing about the intent data because you get an account name and you get a date of when it did what. And then we use this information to plot in to this account's journey. Obviously, it's not always that we can tie a person to it, but we can say that this account that you're looking at also had a touch in G2 uh, progressing down through your, your bias cycle, a uh, bias journey. Yeah, it's super important in any ABM model where you are looking at ultimately like account engagement and we know that um, there's buying committees. It's not single people, especially as you scale up to enterprise. I think that's super important. We hope you like listening to us. Subscribe to our podcast and the ones that we have been guests on. And if you have any feedback for us, uh, just do let us know. And should there be a guest that you think we should be talking to, then like pitch us. We're looking forward to seeing you.